10 years ago, on this date, I wrote something that for whatever reason, I just feel I need to share again today. It says, when you come to Christ, your past is no longer his focus. When you come to Christ, your past is no longer Christ's focus. So why is it still yours? Embrace his grace and live forward. Christmas is a time of memories. Maybe that's why we think of the past so much. Memories are neither good or bad. They are memories. There are good memories and there are bad memories. There are memories that are joyful and ones that are painful. One of the joyous memories was nine years ago, right now, Jody and I were in Kenya, East Africa, celebrating Christmas a little bit early with our son and daughter-in-law and their five kids, otherwise known as our grandkids. It was a very different but joyful Christmas that year. I've been looking at some of those pictures as they've come up in memories. Uh, wow, what a great time that was. I don't know what kind of memories come up for you at Christmas. There are probably some stories, and if you get uh, together with family at all, some of those stories are sure to be repeated. And maybe you even have one or two of those stories that gets repeated every Christmas. Do you have one of those? Most of us do. We may not like that we have them. We may not uh, like it, especially if we are the recipient of the memory that everyone laughs at. I know that feeling well. I used to think that uh, aunts and uncles' main purpose in life was to remember embarrassing things about you and share them at family events. I learned later that that wasn't their main focus, but my aunts and uncles took it as their main focus whenever we got together. In fact, one of my uncles used to take movies. Now, some of you have no idea what that is. Go Google it when you get home. Eight millimeter movies, some of you remember those. And he always was filming when we got together. The problem was the projector also had a reverse button. So he could show it and then reverse it and then show it and then reverse it and just keep showing it over and over to whomever was the focus of that event. Memories are powerful. The Christmas story is so powerful because of what it is, the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, but it's also powerful because it invokes memories. The memories that come from the characters, and last week we looked at Mary, the profile and courage for this teenage girl, a virgin who was told she's going to be with child from the Holy Spirit and give birth to the Messiah. 
We mentioned last week that she was engaged. Well, she was engaged, legally bound, to a guy by the name of Joseph. His memories were of that event as well, just a little bit different. And in Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, gives this brief account of quite a memory for Joseph. Beginning at verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. For Joseph, the joy and the agony of that memory. The joy when Jesus was born, but before that, the agony of his fiance, his betrothed, Mary, tells him. Have you ever wondered about that conversation? Mary and Joseph having this talk. Joseph showed great courage. He is a profile in courage. I mean, they were legally bound to be married. He had to be torn between his love and care for Mary and the hurt and betrayal he felt. For you see, he was already conflicted. He was hurt because when he heard this news, he knew this child was not his. He was engaged, committed to her. In fact, as I explained last week, to end the engagement required a divorce not just a see you later. It wasn't a quiet thing of give me the ring back. It involved a legal proceeding. And Joseph had to have been conflicted because the scripture tells us he was in agony that he wanted to do this and spare her as much as he could, but he felt he couldn't go on with this engagement. Now, having this news would have wrecked most any relationship. I mean, what a story. An angel showed up. You could see the angel and you talked to the angel. Well, that's enough to go. Well, I don't know about this. And then 
to be told the angel says, you're going to be the mother of the Messiah that we have been anticipating for centuries. And though never having been with a man, she is now with child. I mean, imagine hearing that. Being Joseph. As hard as it was for Mary to tell him, how hard was it for him to hear this? Now, all kinds of thoughts must have gone through his mind. One, do I even believe this? Two, how? I mean, it's kind of Mary's question to the angel, right? How? And then, what do I do now? Now what? is going to take place. I'm sure you've noticed by now in your life that hurts hurt deeper from those closest to us. The hurt that Joseph had to feel. I'm going to guess that to the end of his life, he could have told you exactly where he was, what he was wearing, and what Mary was wearing when she told him this news. Don't you have some of those moments where receiving either some awesome news or terrible news, you remember exactly where you were? Joseph, conflicted because of his care, love, and compassion for Mary and his hurt and feeling of betrayal from her. But you see, Joseph, the scripture tells us, was a righteous, devout man, a follower of God. Even in the little town in the sticks, Even though his descendants come from King David, they came out of Bethlehem. Bethlehem was just a little place. But we see in Scripture that Joseph was compassionate. He was conflicted. He was hurt, felt betrayed. But he was a compassionate man as well. Verse 19, and her husband Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her to shame, unwilling to do anything to hurt the one who had just given him such incredible, unbelievable news. There's some compassion. Compassion is not just I feel for you. Compassion is taking action. On that feeling. Joseph. In that moment. Showed incredible compassion. He did not want to return the hurt. To her that he was feeling in that moment. You know pastor how do you know he's being hurt. Because he was a human. And to have heard that news. Until this dream that we just read about. Where the angel spoke to him. And said, it's okay, Mary's telling the truth. This really is of God. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever had those mornings where you woke up and went, did I dream that? Or was that real? In Joseph's case, the answer was yes to both. <laughs> it was a dream and it's real. I don't know about you, but I've had those moments, especially if you wake up during the night, it seems right after the dream. I have no idea if it is right after the dream or not. But you wake up and you go, wait a minute, where am I? Try to get your bearings, look around, listen for sounds, anything to identify where you are. And if you happen to not be at home when that happens, then it's really tough. Kind of like my friend Jan, who was a traveling salesman and woke up and thought he was at home in the hotel, so he didn't turn the light on to go to the restroom. He found out the wall wasn't where he thought it was as he met it with his nose and had to say the unbelievable story to his wife when he got home from his sales trip. Really, I just walked into a wall with two black eyes and a broken nose. <laughs> the pain Joseph felt was much deeper. He would have taken the physical pain over what he was feeling. But Joseph was compassionate. This year, for whatever reason, even a while back and thinking through and starting to plan for this series, I've just been so focused on Joseph and the actions he took, the choices he made that went against conventional wisdom. For you see, here's what we also know about Joseph. Verses 20 through 24 tell us he was listening. He was listening to the message from God. He was listening to the character of Mary. And he was listening to the impact on others. He was listening. I have to ask, are you listening? Uh, not to my voice, but to God, to his word. I don't know about you, but there are times even when I'm reading the word that I realize, wait a minute, what did I just read? I just read a whole paragraph and I don't remember anything. My mind was elsewhere. I wasn't really listening. Joseph was listening to the message from God given in what would be an unconventional way for most of us. But he listened to that message from God. What a message. The child that your Mary is carrying is the Messiah. The one you've all been anticipating, looking for, wondering, hoping. Jody and I were talking about that some this week, and she said, yeah, you know, the, so many of the studies talk about the fact that every generation, the woman wondered, am I going to be the one to give birth to the Messiah? not knowing that it was going to come in this way. Just wondering, listening to that message, knowing that the Messiah was coming because God had already told them that. But that was such a long time ago. But he was still listening. Do you remember the stuff he told you even a long time ago? 
that he loves you? That he forgives? That his grace is sufficient no matter what your past says? Joseph was listening to the message. He was listening to the character of Mary. For you see, Mary, as we looked at last week, and you can go back and take a look in Luke chapter 1, the angel called her fortunate, highly favored. She was told to us to be righteous. Joseph knew that about her. He was listening to her character going, she wouldn't make this up. I can trust what she says. He was also listening to the impact on others. The Messiah was to be the Savior. Now, they, they had it a little mixed up on exactly what that meant. But they did know the Messiah came to save. Many of them, and most of them maybe, even thought he was going to come establish a kingdom and they were gonna, he was going to save them that way. But his way was so much better. He was listening. I had to ask myself this week, way more often than I wanted to, am I listening? So I don't want to be the only one feeling uncomfortable, so I'm asking you, (laughs) are you listening to what God says? to how he's directing. Are you paying attention in his word and what he impresses upon you through his Holy Spirit, what he impresses upon you through others who are listening to God? So we know Joseph went through a time of conflict and hurt. We know that he was also compassionate. He didn't want to hurt anyone. We know he was listening. But maybe the most important part is what he did with what he heard, what he did with what he had seen, what he did with what he knew. For you see, verses 24 and 25 tell us that Joseph obeyed the message. When you look at this, When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. You go ahead and read into Matthew 2. You go ahead and keep reading, and you're going to see that Joseph shows up a few more times, then we don't really hear much about him. But every time that we encounter Joseph, it talks about his obedience. Because after the birth of Jesus, the Lord sent a message to him again and said, hey, it's not safe. Get him out of here. Get he and Mary out of here. So he did. Went to a whole other country. And after they were there for a while, he got another message saying, hey, the ones who wanted to kill him, they're dead now. It's safe. Go back and go to Nazareth. And he did. Have you ever played the scenario and somebody's asked the question said so if you could write your own epitaph the only the thing that goes on your gravestone if you have one what would you want it to say i told you i was sick i mean you got we got all kinds of things that i've seen 
people have on their, you know, I thought about, I think the greatest thing that could be ever said or written would be if people could say about me, he did what the Lord asked. Because that covers all of it. Man, I want to be known that way. Don't you? That you did what the Lord asked. Obedient faith is what Joseph exercised. He did what God told him to do. He obeyed what God told him and showed him. The issue is not do we know. The issue is will we go wherever he asks. The issue is not are we aware of it. The issue is will we do what we know to do. When I taught school, students have some famous lines. They think they've invented them, but they've been going on forever. And one of those is, no, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't bring it with me, but I know it. R really? I, I don't have to do I know it. And every teacher everywhere has said something like this, then show it. Don't just tell me you know, show me you know. Exercise that. Coaching. So I've coached many sports. One of the most frustrating things of coaching, it's not losing, though I hated that. It's not having a good or bad team, though I preferred the good teams. The most frustrating thing was to go over and over and over something, explain it, and have them go out and not do it. Then to hear the parents, what a dumb play. I can't believe he told them to do that. And I always wanted to turn around and go, that's not what I told them to do. Your kid messed up. Might be why the Lord moved me out of that profession. Joseph heard what the coach said, God the Father, and he did what he told him to do. If you Remember back to last week? Mary heard what the angel said. And then she did what they asked. In fact, Mary's statement was something like this. May it be to me as you have said. Joseph did the same thing. And then. Not only did he obey what God told him, but he was courageous. His courage showed up in his obedience, so that's, that's for sure. But he was courageous even in the face of misunderstanding. 
I mean, this whole passage from verse 18 to 25 in Matthew 1 is a picture or profile in courage. He was courageous even in the face of misunderstanding. Had he divorced Mary, everyone would have said, well, of course. I mean, what other choice did he have? Instead, he took her to be his wife. He cared for her before they ever came together. Someone was talking to me just the other day about the story of Joseph. We were having an interesting conversation, and I hadn't thought of it this way. But he said, Joseph is a great example of a great stepfather. Jesus wasn't his son but he raised and cared for him in a courageous way. Can you imagine at all the whispers in the neighborhood when people heard Mary was pregnant, when they saw Mary was pregnant, and when they heard about the birth? Imagine going to the market. Courage. Obedient faith takes courage. But it's always the right choice. And I want you to make sure you understand this. Joseph was obedient to what God told him. He was courageous, even in the face of misunderstandings and in the face of broken dreams. That's not how Joseph thought it was going to happen. He didn't think that his first child was going to be born and be put to sleep inside the feeding trough of the animals. DCFS would have been there in a heartbeat. I mean... Imagine what the in-laws were saying. You put our grandkid in what? And yet, both Joseph and Mary just kept doing what they knew to do. They kept taking the next right step. Wherever and whenever God asked. So let me ask you a couple of questions. How do you handle conflict in your relationships? I mean real conflict. Not, I was hoping we would watch that show instead of this show. But when there's true conflict of the broken variety, how do you handle that conflict? courageously, following the guidelines that God's given or doing what you prefer? Are you living compassionately? Not just caring, not just share, shedding a tear over a, a meaningful commercial, but showing compassion in your actions toward others. 
Are you listening? Obeying what you hear as God directs. Because you see, the answers to those questions tell us how courageous you're living. Joseph was a profile in courage. Mary was a profile in courage. I want to be a profile in courage. Not so that others will say I'm courageous, but so they will say he did what God showed him to do. That's always courageous. Sometimes misunderstood. Sometimes even creates conflict. But it's always the right thing to do. May we follow the example of Mary and Joseph and live that courage compassionately, courageously, obediently, and faithfully right where we are. Jesus, thank you for your care. Thank you for your love and grace. Thank you for the example of Joseph and Mary. Oh, Lord, how amazing to look at how courageous they lived as they made these choices. Lord, help me to live that way. And I pray that many others will join me in that. Help us to live that way no matter what kind of conflict we're in. Lord, help us to be compassionate. Not with our words, although that's important, but with our actions. And may we encourage each other to keep doing that next right thing, taking that next right step, obeying whatever you ask, Lord. And I pray these things in Jesus' name.